0: In order to make a very successful company, in addition to what I said before, which is you know focusing on a bunch of different things, marketing, development, all of those things, you really have to have the passion for it and you have to be willing to put in the work for it. If you're just going to say, I want to make a trillion dollars on the first day, it's not going to happen. Uh, you need to put the work in. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but as long as you're passionate about it, it will be worth it.
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has uh, grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And if you ever need help with your uh, startup or small business, feel free to reach out to us by going to strategymeeting.com. Now today we have a great guest on. I think he's either the second or third youngest. I can't remember. There's been a few younger, um, few younger guests, but he's certainly in the the contention for the the youngest. Um, Aaron and his Galbin. Is that how you say last, last Aaron Galbin. Yeah. Huh? Robin. all right yep. so is a quick introduction to Aaron so Aaron started out um, he is 17 now um, started out his first venture at eight years old um, I think in third grade and he did I think he named it uh, King's corpse or King yep. and then King was corporation it, yep King's Corpse or King's Corporation and it was outside activities that you ran at your school to uh, for other kids of uh, similar age to do um, activities and to be active and to learn and whatnot and then made an exit at fifth grade on that, um, and then in seventh grade started uh, coding um, and did a um, what was the genesis of what or some of what he's doing now with the Debate Island. So it's been uh, founded that, founded a couple other things, is now working on a few other deals on a board for a nonprofit and doing a few other things and getting ready to go to college and continue his entrepreneurial journey. So with that much as an introduction, welcome onto the podcast, Aaron.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So I I jumped into your, or gave a brief interview of your journey, but maybe let's go back to the the eight-year-old and uh, start uh, when you're in third grade, setting up your first entrepreneur endeavor.
0: Yeah, sure. So I was in third grade and I started my first venture, which was Kings Corporation. It basically seeks to provide indoor and outdoor activities for kids in my school. It ranged from everything from uh, card games to kickball and a bunch of other things. I had a lot of volunteers. I had a lot of uh, people enjoying the services as well. Then I exited that in fifth grade and I started learning
1: how- Before you jump onto that, just on the the first one. So was that, first of all, was it a charge? I mean, you actually have people that paid to use your event and had volunteers or was it a a non-for-profit? How did you set it up?
0: No. So it was free. It was free for the kids. It was free. You know, volunteers, they were just doing it out of the kindness of their hearts and I was running it for free as well. I did get a little bit of um, financial benefit in fifth grade uh i got an award for what i was doing i got i was recognized by the new york state assembly as well which is pretty cool
1: hmm. but
0: the actual service itself it was totally free for the kids
1: okay cool so just uh, decided hey we, this would be a cool or cool to have these activities cool to be able to get something going try your right. hand out at entrepreneurism so you made that exit in fifth grade now now to jump back into your journey so after fifth grade then where did you go
0: yeah, so I've always really been interested in entrepreneurship, technology, and business. So what happened was in fifth grade, after a stellar report card, my dad told me about this programming website where I can learn how to program, codeacademy.com. I strongly recommend it. And hmm. there I learned how to program using a bunch of different programming languages. It was really a lot of fun. It's all interactive. And I learned, I think, about four or five programming languages in about a year. Then in seventh grade, I said, all right, I have to start something else. I want to start something new. Uh, entrepreneurially using this technology background that I now have. And I came up with this idea of an online debate platform that was really aimed towards casual online debating, which did not exist at the time and still does not. We're actually the only and the largest I don't know online. If it seems like
1: casual and debate de-
0: typically don't go together. Exactly. And that was the problem, right? Because <laughs> you have sites like Reddit, Facebook, and those kind of Twitter. And there's a lot of argumentation because, first of all, one big problem is, for example, if I were to debate with a coworker. And the coworker is a different political affiliation for me on Facebook. Mm. It's not, it's not really uh, anonymous. They would know who they are. There could be a lot of different arguments this way on debate Island. You can debate casually. You can improve your debating skills. You can also debate formally with different formats, ranging from tournament style to mm. less formal. And uh, you can also analyze your arguments with artificial intelligence. And you can really learn from others without getting into all while being civil. So you're not going to get into arguments with your co-workers, for example. And mm. so I learned about artificial intelligence, business plans, pitch decks, and a bunch of other things through Debate Island. I'm still learning. It's still growing. Right mm. now, it's one of the largest online debate platforms in the whole world. It's been featured in Forbes, Inc., MSN Money, and a bunch of other publications.
1: Mm. And
0: then when I was, I believe it was 2017, so I was in uh, ninth grade. No, I think it was 10th grade. I found a lostcry.com and that happened after my great-grandma last week was a Holocaust survivor. She's now 94. She told me about her Holocaust story and I was just taken aback and I said, you know, there's probably so many other stories just like this and I want to share hers and I want to have other people be able to share their story of hardship as well. So now lostcry.com uh, anywhere anyone can go on, they can share their ancestor's the story of hardship. They can learn about others and Tilia's, um story of hardship as well on the website. I think it's very impactful.
1: So now I've got a couple questions because I think it's interesting. So circling back and we'll go to Lost Cry in just a minute because that's another interesting one. But going to Debate Island, when you started it, was it with the intent of, hey, I just think this would be a cool website. I'm going to start it and it'll be fun. Was it, hey, we're going to make it or make this one we're going to make a business out of or make money. Do you monetize it now? Is it still for free? Or how did you set up that initial business?
0: Yeah, sure. So again, I was really passionate of, you know, I wanted to make another business. I, I knew that I had this new skills and technology and I want to leverage that. So Mm. I said, okay, what is a great idea? And I've always loved debating. I've always been an avid debater. And I said, okay, wait a second, there's a synergy here. Why don't I make an online platform, the only one of its kind, that people can go online, debate casually? And and then eventually we had artificial intelligence. We have now the AI, we call it Deborah AI. It can Mm. analyze arguments for insightful things that can help people improve their debating skills. It can actually predict the winners of debates online. It can also predict someone's political affiliation and their recommended presidential candidate that they support. So mm. that's pretty cool. Uh, but the mission was a business, and it is a business now, obviously. Uh, mm. So that's really the core of it. But I think it started with a great idea, and now obviously it's really expanded. I'm
1: very happy about that,
0: and it continues to grow.
1: So now, how did you make it into a business? Was it the advertising? Was an email list? Was it affiliates, or you know, how did you? Or was it a premium? You know, freemium and a premium, or how did you start to monetize? Debating, because to your point, you have other platforms now. Maybe they're not cordial or it's congenial, but you do have Reddit, you do have Facebook, and so you know a platform that's just uh, focused on debating. How do you start to build that into a business?
0: Right. So in addition to casual debating, we also have formal debating, formalist debating, persuade me debating, uh, mm-hmm. Lincoln Douglas debating, which is very useful for uh, debate clubs, for example. We also have an educational solution called DebateOns.com education which is seeking to incorporate online debate and artificial intelligence in the classroom. So for example, a social studies teacher, um, if they're learning about the civil war, they're teaching the students about civil war, they can hop on debate island during the class afterwards, after the class, and then everyone can debate on this topic. So it increases information retention, uh, as well as debating and critical thinking skills in the children, which I think is very, very useful. And it's also very engaging. So that's obviously monetizable. In addition, there is advertising, premium membership, sponsored debates so there's a lot of you know um abilities there
1: all right no it makes perfect sense so now you're doing that so first of all you know you're in seventh. you started that i think at least a genesis of in seventh grade it's still up and going today people can still debate and then you started lost cries you mentioned to still tell the stories of what would be holocaust survivors and other tragic events and how that played so you know how did you get you had the idea now, is that one, again, I'll ask the same, probably about the same question, which is, you know, how do, do you monetize people's, you know, do, is that a platform that you monetize? Is it a free service? Or how did you kind of, how are you developing each of these different platforms as a business going forward?
0: Yeah, Lost Cry is more of a free platform. I mean, they're both free. Debate is free as well. But mm. Debate Island does have some sort of, you know, there's some monetization going on. With mm. Lost Cry, it's, it's really just donations. You know, this is really much more for social impact minded mm. So for that one, there's not a lot of channels that I'm really willing right now to, to push there.
1: Okay, so... Now, how so how do you go and get donations? Is it people that are using donate it? Do you actually actively have a place that people can donate it? Or if people or listeners want to donate, how do they go about donating? Or how, how do they go about ever doing something of that nature? Yeah, I mean,
0: people can just go and donate on LostCry.com. There's a little button, Donate Now. And same thing for Debate Island. Although, actually, now we have premium membership for Debate Island. No more donation there. But LostCry, <laughs> just donate now. Uh, and they can go to our PayPal link, and they're going to be able to mm. donate.
1: All right. So now, so you take these and you've now, by the time you're and you're 17 now, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So 17 now, you've got these two different businesses. You've got Lost Cry, you've got Debate Island, and then I think you've also started working on bestdeals.com. Is that right? You shut that down for a period of time? Yeah, so Best
0: Deal Wins, I was able to shut down actually just a few months ago because it's just time management. I Mm. have a lot of stuff going on, obviously, between all the different ventures I'm involved in. And so I'm trying to focus right now on even more things. And between school and that, it's just very difficult to keep up with best deal wins as well. And what mm-hmm. it was, it was basically seeking to gamify saving money online. So it made gamma, it really made saving money like a monopoly type of thing. It's not mm-hmm. monopoly, but just very gamified and fun for people to do.
1: Mm. So that one's now, as with most entrepreneurs I know, does it ever really die or is it just put on the back burner? And at some point you hope to bring it back to life. Exactly. So, so now you've done that. You've done a few different ones, and you're you're looking at 17. So, are you a junior or senior?
0: I'm a senior now.
1: So, getting ready to graduate. Is, I think when we chatted a bit before, future looks like it's college entrepreneurialism. And so, how do you? What is the? Wh- where do you see that balance? Because you've got now Lost Cry. You've got Debate Island. You'll go off to school. I, is it, you know, 50, 50, you're going to try and run these as you go to school. Is it, Hey, I'm going to take a, whole, a year break off before I go to school and really get these on, you know, revved up and uses income for tuition, or how do you see kind of all of your entrepreneur entrepreneurial endeavors meshing with going to school?
0: Yeah. I mean, entrepreneurship, it's really a passion of mine. It's not going to stop, <laughs> um, hmm. through whatever, you know, whatever business I do it through, which is going to keep going. So it's, it's 50, 50, there's 50, 50 you know, half that is school and half that is just my out of outside of school businesses, entrepreneurial activities, you know, whatever it may be. Hmm.
1: So you, so you go to school. So help me understand. So is the, if you had to choose and obviously you don't have to choose is if you, let's say you, you could, you got kind of the same time management thing where you could either these businesses, whether it's lost cry took off and you decided, Hey, it's going to be monetizable. It's donations, non-profit, or you have debate Island. That was just a huge source of income. Would you, you know, and you get into what i you know, the Mark Zuckerberg type thing where I can either finish school or I can go do my business, which one would you choose? Where does your heart ultimately lie?
0: Yeah. I mean, right now it's a bit really, it's already pretty big and it's growing rapidly. So I I have a situation right now. Uh, I would say that it can be balanced. Uh, It's really, again, just 50-50. You have to do time management. I'm working on my time management skills every single day. And I think they're improving rapidly. And I'm very excited to really balance that and work on all my entrepreneurial ventures and as well as school in a 50-50 capacity.
1: All right. No, it makes perfect sense. So you do that. So now last question or one of the last questions. So you're going off to school. What do you what do you anticipate or what do you or hope to study or kind of where do you see meshing all of your interests together with the, with the degree?
0: Yeah. So I just applied to colleges a few days ago and uh, I'm looking to have a degree that combines my passions for business, technology, entrepreneurship all into one
1: program. All right. No, perfect. So maybe an entrepreneurial business degree of some sort? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) All right. So now the last, or now, and I said that was the last question. I'll ask another one. And we always have our two last questions I'll ask at the end. But, you know, so you look at, you have, you know, you've obviously done several different businesses, started when you were in third grade, up till now. You know, and if if most good entrepreneurs or most entrepreneurs—I don't know, good or bad—have is you always have the next idea, the next thing you want to chase off after, the next thing that you think is going to be the big thing. Do you have that next idea, and and, or are you willing to share it?
0: I do have it, but I'm not willing to share it right now, unfortunately.
1: All right, fair enough. So maybe someday uh, when when it goes big, we'll have to have you come back on, and you can share it at that point. So. All right, well, as, we, as we've now gone over your journey, I always have two questions I ask towards the end of the podcast, so we'll go ahead and jump to those now. So first question I always ask is, along your entrepreneurial journey, what has been the worst business decision you ever made, and what did you learn from it?
0: Yeah, so early on in Debate Island, which is just my second venture, uh, the, the works of that, I was really too focused on just development of it, like programming, uh, the actual functionality of it, and not so much on marketing and the other departments. And I think hmm. that I learned pretty rapidly that you have to focus on all, all of those departments, marketing, development, technology, finance, and it, it really you have to focus on all of these things to make a successful business. You can't just have one, you cannot be overly focused on the product because if you are, no one's able to find out about your product. It's very important to have marketing as well.
1: Mm, no, and I think that's a good uh, and, and it happens. I, I see it a lot with programmers, software engineers and that you get very enamored with the product is awesome. It's really great. And a lot of times it really is. But if you never get the word out, you never market, it. people never know about it. You can have the world's best product that you're still not able to um, get out there because nobody knows about it. Nobody will support it or buy it. So I think that's a good, good, an, an easy mistake to learn le- or to make and a good one to learn from. Now, the second question, if you're talking, maybe we'll, we'll slightly adjust my question that I normally ask. If you're talking to someone that's in high school that wants to be an entrepreneur, wants to do a business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them?
0: Yeah, I mean, in order to make a very successful company, in addition to what I said before, which is, you know, focusing on a bunch of different things, marketing, development, all of those things, you really have to have the passion for it, and you have to be willing to put in the work for. It. If you're just going to say, I want to make a trillion dollars on the first day, it's not going to happen. Uh, You need to put the work in. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but as long as you're passionate about it, it will be worth it.
1: All right. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, the, the, the thing that happens too often when you watch the movies, watch the TV shows or anything else is everything or you read the book is everything looks like it's an overnight success, right? Overnight success when most of the time it's, you know, years in the making takes a lot of time and effort and work, whether it's to build that specific business or get the skills in order to build a business. And however you do it, it's usually years in the works in order to really make that business a success. And so I think you have to have that passion, and that drive, find something that is really that you're willing to stick in and, and willing to build in order to make it a success. Well, as we wrap up, <laughs> we hit on it just a little bit, but if people are wanting to get in c- contact with you, they want to find out more about Debate Island or Lost Cry, they want to reach out to you, find out more about what your next idea is that you don't want to share, um, keep it se- a secret, anything or all of the above, what's the best way to connect up with you or reach out to you?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, you can just, obviously, if you want to check out the website, just go to debateisland.com, lostcry.com. If you want to speak with me personally, just email me at aaron.golbin at hotmail.com. Or reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Aaron Goldman on LinkedIn as well. Or Twitter, Goldman
1: right. on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Well, all sorts of ways to reach out to, and I definitely uh, encourage everybody, whether it's you love to debate. If you're an attorney, you always love to debate. But if you like to debate and you want to get your skills even better, if you have a story to tell that's you know of a, a tragic nature or something that you want to memorialize, go check out Lost Cry and any or all of the above, reach out to Aaron as well. Well, thank you, Aaron, for ha- coming on. It's been fun to have you on. It's, uh, fun to hear your journey. Now, if you're a guest, if you're a listener and you want to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. Love to have you on, share your journey of, for, or your entrepreneurial journey. And if you're a listener, make sure to click subscribe um, to get notifications as all our new office and episodes come out. And last but not least, if you ever need help with patents or trademarks or anything else for your business, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP Law by going to strategymeeting.com. Well, thank you again, Aaron, for coming on. It's been fun to hear your journey and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you. Thank you for having me.